This episode is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn. Some decisions aren't the best, like skipping ahead in your favorite podcast. Think of all the banter you'll miss, the lore in the making. Luckily, Smart Food Popcorn is a no-brainer. Deliciously tasty and available in a variety of fun flavors. It's a smart decision every time. Smart Food. Add smart. To learn more, visit smartfood.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Brew with the Bennets, which is now available on Patreon. Would you like an extra episode every week available to you on a Tuesday and also early access to the normal episode? (laughs) Keep going! The normal episode, which comes out on a Sunday, you can access that on a Friday. This is all for the bargain price of £2 per month. If you would like to do this, then sign up now! Yes, sign up now! Sign up today! Welcome to the Brew Crew. My coffee looks weird. Well, it's, there's not much milk, is there? Mm. Not very nice. It's fine. Yeah. It's definitely decaf. It's definitely decaf. Okay. I mean, you don't need full... It's not full bar. Yeah. Mine's full bar. Okay. We've started, by the way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Good morning and welcome to Brew with the Bennets. It's uh, fast, it's furious, it's um, edgy, and it is a podcast that is brought to you by, sponsored by nothing, but sponsored by cups of tea and coffee. It's sponsored by the sound of an en- jet engine going Flying overhead. overhead because we live in a vacuum. No, we live a vacuum? in, no, we don't we live live in, in a vacuum. vacuum. It feels like we, we do live, live in, in a vacuum. We live in an air corridor. An air corridor? Yeah. No. Yeah. Flight path. And that. What's an air corridor? The sky's divided up into corridors. Is it? Yeah. I've never heard of this. I think, I I feel think like you've I heard corridor. No, that's it. Don't Google yes, at this stage. Yes, I'm Googling, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know what you mean, an air corridor. Yeah, I'm just going to accept it because it's... Hang t- on a minute. Go on. Air corridor, a route to which aircraft are restricted, especially over foreign countries. The existing navigation system sends flights along rigidly fixed air corridors. Thank you! Laughing and learning straight off the bat. (laughs) 
Um, yeah, so we anyway, we're in the... Sa- but do you ever think when you hear those jets mm. go over the head, mm. they're going on their holidays? Do you ever yeah. think that? Do you ever think... Yeah, I do. Look at people yeah. going on their holidays. I also think, I hope they don't crash and die. Oh, don't say that, Gemma. No, I'm terrified no, of that. I'm terrified of that. that. You don't know, I'm going to have to go through serious self-meditation when we go on holiday. It's fine. Just have a couple of G&Ts. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. That's the meditation I do, I do you need. That. I do that. Yeah, a couple of G&Ts yeah. down your face. The thing is, though, every time I drive mm. on the M1, and I've said this before, mm. and I pass East Midlands Airport, yeah. a plane passes overhead every time. It does. It is weird how that is <laughs> timed like that. It's literally, I think. I love watching planes, though. Do you? There's that. Um, Did your the... dad used to take you to the airport? No, never. Why? It's on your doorstep. I know. That's an opportunity. They missed. didn't do stuff like that. They weren't creative. But I was just... come, and, come and watch other people fly into the dreams. <laughs> Going on holidays, we can't afford. Yeah, that was probably it. It was just probably bitterness that prevented Look him from doing that. Fucking all inclusive anyway. shit. So um, yeah, yeah. Lynn packed the tent for Wales. <laughs> Did you enjoy watching that, kids? Right. Yeah. Skeggy. Yeah. Let's Back go. In the car. Oh no, never Skeggy. Oh. I've got nothing against Skeggy, but you know, I have. never Skeggy. Horrible. Um, so uh, I like Skeggy. Just in case I ever play there. Yeah, again. we had aspirations. We went to Wales, mate, did and you? Devon. But do you not watch the planes? That was a big thing. Scarborough. I don't think you can get that close anymore. Probably. I'm not, not sure you can. You can. You used to be able to. Mm-hmm. You used I think, to. I think they've even restricted where you can park on the road to have a have a look. Yeah, there's those double red I lines. Find it dead exciting though watching planes, don't you? you still, it, I marvel at it. Yeah. I still totally don't, I still don't fully understand it. I don't. How it can push you Do you ever you in look at air? a plane and think, there's somebody walking up and down in there, going to the loo and having a snack? And yeah. It's weird. It's mad, it's isn't it? It's weird. Fired through the sky. Yeah, weird. Anyway. 600 miles an hour. So, um, that's strange. And I do think that when I look at planes. Um, good morning, everyone. I hope you're all well. Um, I know for a fact that my cousin listens to this when she's in bed. So she wakes up on a Sunday morning. I think Ian gets her a cup of tea or something. I might be wrong on that. Look uh, how specific. And she's thing. left to listen to us. And she said, don't be offended <clears throat> by this, Gemma, but I do nod off again. I am offended. <laughs> Fuck you. No, no, no. Shush, 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 shush. I'm she's not a- wasting these nuggets no, listen, on someone that's in no, the land listen of nod. to the full story. She says she falls back asleep because of our comforting lovely sound of our voices what and then she has to wake when she wakes up she has to rewind it and so, listen to it again right well this is for her then yeah just so, have a minute like yeah. just go this right, right and what? just go and that's how in the end i had a tarantula up my own bottom <laughs> she'll wake up she'll not know what's going on <laughs> the continuity is all over the place or we could just shout wake up ali wake up wake up ali yeah yeah Anyway. Who sleeps through this? Anyway, I know what you mean. There is a comfort to voices, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But yeah, anyway. So, good morning, good evening, whatever sort of body clock you have. Yeah. We're here. We're here. No one, no one listens to anything when they're meant to anymore. What? Because it's all on demand. It's all on demand. Everyone's got their own timings and agenda. It really annoys well, me. Well, I'm always late to things, hence me only watching the first episode of the Beckham documentary last night. Oh, did you watch it? Me and Liv. I, do you know what I did? Right. Go on, tell me what you did, love. Sphere gone to bed and right. I knocked on Olivia's door. Really? And I said, would you like... Knocked on a door like yeah. she's in a hotel. Yeah, and I said, would you like to come downstairs and watch the Beckham documentary with me? Documentary. She, she, documentary. And she was on the phone, you know, on a chat to her mates and she went, I've got to go, girls. Logged off and just came straight down with me. Holy shit, boss. I know. What happened We there? had a cup of tea together under the blanket watching the episode. Can I just say, yeah. what changed that then? What do you mean what changed that? Well, that's the really magic nice ingredients. Moment. Would you like to watch the Beckham documentary? 
See you, girls. Yeah. She was just like, yeah. I was really shocked that I she bet you were like, to do it. Really? Yeah. I was like, I oh. don't want you to. No. I was like, oh, this is nice. Oh, lovely. So we got on the sofa and watched it together. Apparently, I've seen the clip. And yeah. the funniest moment is yeah. where she's trying to pretend to be working yeah, class. I know. And he just so pops funny. his he's head like, round. He's what like, tell car? the truth. What car tell did your truth. dad take you to school in? Yeah. What car was it? Uh, just a car. What car was it? <laughs> Rolls Royce. Yeah, oh, right. it did make me laugh that Shifted bit. back out. I tell you what, It's like though, an undercover reporter. No spoilers, but... I can't really do his voice. The first episode is called The Kick. Mm. So you know what it's talking about, don't you? Uh... Oh, oh. Uh, 98 World Cup. Oh, is it? The kick. The kick that was heard you know, around the world. were horrendous to him. Death threats. Awful. It's stupid. And do you know what? They didn't paint Glenn Hoddle in a very good light in that I documentary. I don't think he's very well liked, Gemma. Well, no, because he kept blaming Beckham for everything. Mm, I don't think he's And his mum was like, he's off my Christmas card list. Well, don't you remember when he he, was, he went a bit evangelical? Do you know Did what he? Remember? Yeah, when he said oh. he said that people with disabilities uh, have, have had their reckoning from God. It was a really odd moment. And oh everyone just God. went, we just wanted the team sheet, Glenn. Do you know what I mean? That's, yeah, that's it was awful. A bit... Because um, Beckham really admired him as a player. He, you know, it, it sort of showed shots of Hoddle playing as a, you know, a young man. Yeah. And... Do you know Beckham was good? You know, they play, played some footage of him. Yeah. Oh, Scott. I'm just writing this down because it's what? just coming to my head. Okay. Yeah. Don't don't stop. I just remembered it. It was quite distracting. Wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was um, yeah. incredible. He was an incredible player. Did they show his goal from the halfway line? That oh, famous mate. goal, yeah. That goal. That goal, mate. Oh, my um, God. The interesting thing was, yeah, Glenn, Glenn Oddle went a bit odd because I think he, he didn't bring Gaza along because yeah. he thought Gaza was... And then he did that sort of weird thing where he sort of aligned people with disabilities that they'd done something wrong. They were being judged by God. And everyone was like... I could imagine everyone just going, oh, dear. Yeah. Glenn's gone a little bit odd. Yeah. Glenn, Glenn. Anything you'd like to say, Glenn? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Take the mic off, Glenn. Take the mic off, Glenn. Can we bring in the... Uh, can we yeah. bring in the, the caretaker ho- yeah. uh, coach, please? Because anyone but Glenn. Thank you. <laughs> but, yeah, I think yeah. it was that moment. And, and this is the thing as well, because... Football's got a tradition of people very overreacting to people's... Yeah. I mean, the, the lionesses had it when that yeah. girl got sent yeah. off. People yeah. get very... The vitriol. Oh, it's awful. It seems completely and unnecessary. And also, you know, when I think about it, he could have really gone off. He could have killed himself or the mm. pressure of it could have really affected his mental health. I mean, I've mm. not watched the next episode, so it will go into what the, the repercussions were of that. But it's a fascinating, absolutely fascinating documentary. Is it a bit tongue in cheek as well? Are they are they a bit self aware? Mm. And they are they genuinely playing it down? You know when no, the no, Osborns no. So far, sort of no, played no, it, no, 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 a little no. bit up no, to the camera. No, 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 no. If so far, it's been just really interesting, and I love the people they've got on it. They've got like uh, they interviewed um, a lot of the footballers, like Ferdinand, Paul mm. Ince, um, oh Eric Cantona. Um, and just the fantastic relate all the Neville brothers. The, the, <laughs> Neville brothers. Yeah. You made him out to be a comedy Gary duo. You've had the Chuckle um, brothers. Now it's the Neville brothers. But you know, it was so nice to hear them talking. Yeah. And um, they all had such a strong bond, like Paul mm. Scholes and that, you know, how they would, he said it was like we were, um, what's the word? Like they were connected. Brothers. It, well, no, not just that. It's like he said, it felt like we could read each other's minds right. on the pitch. We were mm. so in tune with each other. Yeah, I can imagine. And that. and uh, and of course, Alex Ferguson. They interview him as well. Yeah. Do you know what's really interesting though? Is I think 
for all them, and obviously there's the, the Rebecca lose moment, which I'd be interested to see how they deal with that. Yeah. Whether they even bother dealing no, with that. No, they do apparently. Right, because they do seem quite strong as a couple. He was, do you know, do, do you know what I mean? They do Scott, seem quite. He was absolutely infatuated with her. What, with Victoria Beckham? Yeah. The, um, like him. Um, so did he diddle Rebecca Lou? Well, I've not got to that bit yet, but it's so, he was so in love with Victoria. So in love with her. Right. And he, um, what's it? Um, is it Gary Neville? I don't know. Yeah, Gary Neville, because yeah. he was really close to him and still is, I think. He said he was never off the phone, always on the phone to her. He, he says he would be, be in the bathroom for like an hour and a half. He says, what the fuck are you talking to her about? You know, <laughs> you know, and, and, and Beckham, like current Beckham, he was just like, haven't you all had that moment in a relationship where you just want to talk to each other yeah. all the time? Yeah. And, you know. He, well, look at this. I know. And I mean, it, do you know what's you know, interesting? They just, did I, genuinely look like they were so head over heels I, I in lo- love. I love the idea of him just going, I'll just talk into a sparse girl in the bath. Mm. It's just such a yeah, surreal. I know. I know. It is a weird thing, isn't it? Yeah, but, yeah. but yeah, I mean, football's got a tradition of people taking it very seriously. Do you know that? Have you heard that Colombian footballer who was shot, killed? Yeah, because he missed. Yeah, mm. because that was like a bet through yeah, the yeah, mafia yeah, and drug yeah, money. Yeah. Football can be very serious uh-huh. if it goes wrong. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I mean... You know and they interviewed like... the Argentinian who um, wound him up when he did the kick. Uh, gamesmanship. They knew what they were doing. Well, he said... Uh, he hasn't said yet that he provoked him on purpose, but he he said he was good looking, you know, yeah, we're all was. like, we're like, you know, bitter towards <laughs> this guy who's like, got it all. He's yeah. a good footballer. He's, you he's know. married to a Spice Girl. Yeah, exactly. How dare he? Mm. I'll give him a bit of zigger zigger. Have a yeah, bit of that, that's mate. It. He, anyway, look, I just, I, I'm really enjoying it. I, I can't wait to watch the I next episode. I need to catch, steady on. I need to catch up because I always found it quite interesting that re- the Rebecca Lou's thing, mm. It was it was almost quite surreal how yeah. she put that PR machine instantly into. It was almost like she'd waited for that moment. Mm. She'd had the affair, mm. literally. Right, go career, and yeah. it was just like unstoppable. Well, I need and to it must watch be a t- it because I don't really know anything about it. If I'm and honest. that's the problem though, isn't it? When you're in that high-profile yeah. couple, mm. something like that mm. is. Because uh, it wasn't it Max Clifford behind it. I don't know, but that's a lot of people. You've got behind to hand it. it to the Beckhams because again, I, I've only watched one episode, but they've really, they've really maxed out on every opportunity, and they've mm. they've carved a very good. I think she's for she's carved. I mean, I, I'm, this is not casting any asparagus. No. Uh, asparagus. I always get yeah, that wrong. Asparagus. 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 I'm not casting what any is asparagus. Asparagus. Over. Asparagus. Aspersions. Yes. I can't do it. I get okay. those three wrong. Okay. Right. I, I eat, you know. Yeah. It's been, easy to get asparagus. I've been di- uh, diagnosed with it's, asparagus. It's, it's easy to get um, <laughs> autism, asparagus and aspersions mixed up. I get them all wrong. Yeah. I've ended up at conferences I shouldn't have been yeah, at. Exactly. I should have been at the greengrocers. Yes. It's been a mess. Um, oh, oh, that's, yeah, that's loud, un- unprofessional. It? I'm so sorry. What was I saying? I've lost my train of thought. Yes. Um, Victoria Beckham, because let's be honest, right? And she, not a great singer. You say that. Not, they showed footage she's not, of her. She's not renowned for her vocal ability. She's not Adele. Well, can I tell you what? She's not renowned for being overly confident is what it is. Mm. I think if she'd been more confident... I think she's the Diana of music. Right. Do you know what I mean by that? No. She's managed to maximise what... What she's got. Little... Now, it sounds awful, but she might not have a lot of talent or a lot of natural ability, but what she's got, she's maximised. 
better than anyone. I think she's, she's a got strong... A, she's got a fashion thing, she, but yeah, I don't think she's makeup. ever put pencil to paper. Makeup. She's done makeup. Basically, she's become a brand herself yeah, yeah. with quite little ability in any of those fields. That's that's not a, that's not a cruel thing to say. Well, you don't she's know not, that. She's not an incredible vocalist. She wasn't an incredible dancer. Mm. She hasn't got sort of natural charisma. Mm. She doesn't seem to be a creative in... She didn't have a design career. No. But she's marketed herself as a brand better than anyone. So what could you say then? She's actually quite intelligent, she's strong. Business. Business. A businesswoman. Acumen. She's probably very, very good. Yeah. But I think she's the Diana of music mm. and that because the way it's that sort of what david alluded to was that she's the strong one that he, she has really? guided him yeah she has been his rock well so there you it's go it's maybe not what you see it's ah, what's in the background yeah. isn't it fantastic i do need to watch that do watch it i do watch that do I, watch it i watched uh savile the reckoning <gasps> when was that on started last night oh piss i've missed it i'll have to it's watch it's on that. iplay i watched yeah, the first watch episode it. and unbelievable oh god and there's been a bit of a... This interesting thing is I watched an interview with Coogan right. and he said, I've got a lot of flack for it. People are saying... Why? What? Because people are going, the BBC, it's almost like they're doing a victory lap of something they hadn't dealt with. Why should they be doing a drama off the back of something that they were complicit in? Right. Which I totally get. Right. However, he sort of said, if we don't confront these mistakes, this not, it doesn't hold the BBC in good light. No. It's not like a, a propaganda piece. No. If they don't hold, if they don't deal with these mistakes, they could repeat them. Mm. And I get what you're saying there. And from his point of view, it's a character study. Mm. It's a fascinating character study. Mm. So from an actor's point of view, I totally get why you'd do it. Because mm. it's the ultimate challenge. Well, I don't see, I think, I don't see it as a controversy because at the end of the day, the, he's not saying I love Jimmy Savile. No. He's just performing. I but mean, also, his performance. Also, BAFTA nailed on. It's yeah. that good. Is it? It's, at one point, I forgot it was Coogan. Really? It's so good. Oh, my And, God. like, he's, he's obviously is a great impressionist, mm. but he's done the, the Michael Sheen approach. I wonder how much he, he had to watch him to get it. Oh, God. I, I couldn't... I, I thought about that. I wonder if he had to live it method. Mm. And it, it must have been really difficult yeah. because there was, like, there was, a, like... He's studied him to the point where it's not it's not an impersonation. That's no, what I think people no. are going to think. He's going to come on and go, oh, jingle, jangling, no, like, no. a spitting image. No. Totally not that. No. He's dialed right down. It's yeah. a bit Michael Sheen. Yeah. But there's moments where he moves his jewellery right. or he moves the cigar. Yeah. And you go, good God, that's really terrifyingly. Yeah, yeah. And there's bits like, what's really interesting is he was... He was interviewed someone comes round to his flat to do yeah. an interview yeah and he's like he does a thing like uh, well there's obviously rumors what rumors would they be then and it's like the the confrontational mm. the nastiness yeah you see a lot of the sort of the he's nasty like, he sort of sees he see he comes across as he's being kind and nice but it's they've got an undertone no there's the it? undercurrent of yeah. psychopathy yeah. Yeah. it's a psychopathy yeah. underneath it mm. and i was watching it going oh my god i think this is his greatest ever performance probably o obviously partridge but, but it's different. But though. you cannot believe the it's same people. The same genre, you cannot believe it? the same person who did Partridge is doing that. No, it is. It is yeah. phenomenal. Well, so I'm, I, I, you know, I've always it's not an easy watch. I've always respected Keegan as an actor, though. To be fair, yes, I, I've always thought he's a good actor. Mm. So and, it, and uh, it's and it's an interesting one as well because people were like, oh, it's going to be, uh, but it's very heavily weighted to the victims. It's very heavily weighted. Well, of course, no, I'm not. But what I mean is, it's yeah. from the point of this this 
problem that was there's unstoppable. No glorifying there's no glorifying. There's no, no celebratory no. Well, there aspect can't be, of it. Can there? <clears throat> and it was like it was just very interesting. It goes all the way from his relationship with his mother mm. when he and it's and that Creamy. is that is weird. no the Duchess. Oh, that was it. That Duchess. is so weird, by the way. I know because also as well she. God, if you could have asked she her just, some questions. No, but she didn't like him. There's a weird relationship there where she's I think she's got a little bit her. I think she's got a little bit of a streak of him in her in that she's very cold and very calculated very unfeeling did he have any brothers or sisters sisters yeah are they still alive yeah Ooh. I mean they were interviewed weren't they were they and I'm sure I remember when they interviewed and they were shocked they they didn't believe it right and then I think they've sort of hidden away right because you don't that's a hard one to it's live by. It's an hard by, one to live to by, be, isn't it? Do you know the brother of probably the most oh, notorious paedophile ever? Oh, but yeah, it was. Oh, you know, I'm, I'm going to watch that. You don't want to do that and, and the I'm, Beckhams in the same night. No, it's a bit I, of a. I was going to say, <laughs> I'm not going to find it an easy watch because I do find stuff like that very upsetting. But um, mm. I just want to watch Coogan's, uh, in, you know, inter- uh, portrayal of it. Mm. But wow. Yeah. A lot of. Whoa, this is what happens. I, I go through months and months of not watching anything because I don't really have time. But when there's something really good on, I, I make the time to watch it. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Your skin refuses to be defined by age. That's why Agency designed Future Formula, a personalized anti-aging formula prescribed by a dermatology provider to treat fine lines, wrinkles, dark spots, and more. Agency has clinically proven ingredients like tretinoin, which is up to 20 times stronger than over-the-counter retinol. Future Formula by Agency. Get your first month free at withagency.com. That's W-I-T-H-A-G-E-N-C-Y.com. $4.95 shipping and handling subject to consultation. Subscription required. Cancel anytime. Well, we've got something coming up later, a little teaser. Gemma's done an interview with a potter. Yeah, Chris West Pottery. Chris West Pottery. Yes. Google it. Google it. You'll go to his website, based in Nottinghamshire. If you want to do a um, a pottery throwdown, um, you know, and learn um, some of the basic pottery skills with a wheel, um, Chris is your man. Uh, Can I just say? Yes. You sent me a few little, I've been watching a few clips of people Mm. potting, Mm. and it's bloody mindfulness it's mindfulness as a video why do you think he does it no but just watching it yeah i i do not get how they do that with the clay it's like wizardry yeah i love the cheese i love all the bit the cheese wire cut the spit the the clay the the shaping of it but i think what happens wondering if it's going to be a cock i love all that with a pottery wheel i think the problem is is that 
it does, they make it look easy. Ah, uh, yeah. And I reckon, because I think we should go and do it. Let's organise it. Okay. And we'll film um, it. Um, And he made us two, well, he made three mugs whilst I was interviewing him. Who but, just shits but, a mug out when he's but talking? But he's, he's made them for us. They're going to be two mugs that we're going to get. Really? Yeah. He's going to fire them up? Yeah. Fire them up? Yeah. Glaze How good them? is that? Yeah. He's going to glaze yeah. them? I was so buzzing about that. One-off bespoke. They'll smash in the dishwasher. No, I'm not dishwashering them. You can't dishwasher them. No, you don't want to dishwasher handcrafted pottery. Exactly. It's like putting a tagine in there. Yeah. So anyway, the interview. It's it's interesting. How do they? It's like wizardry to me. Mm. It's like that thing, and I always watch it, and I and I find that sort of stuff is yeah beautiful. He didn't just. He didn't just become good, though. It's taken him 10 years to 10 be years. that good. Yeah, yeah so, yeah. so the amount of time I've been doing comedy, yeah. he's had his hands in clay. Yes, yes. Yeah. Wow, which has been the better profession? Clay, obviously. <laughs> There's more, you know, oh. impression. Yeah. People are more impressed. Well, I did draw with... quite a lot of parallels, actually, between you both. Between cause... clay and pottery? Well, just creativity and the value on creativity, you know? So anyway, yeah, the interview's coming up. It was, uh, it was such a pleasure to speak to him. He's, I think he was quite shocked that I was like that I asked him for an interview. I don't think he's done anything like that before, but he's, he's he was great. He's so good. Passionate about pottery. Yeah, you've it, got to be passionate about something like that, haven't you? It's lovely to do something like that. Mm. And I think people are genuinely blown away when you yeah, can do it. Yeah, yeah. Because it is like wizardry. Yeah. It's like a magic trick. Yeah. Not everyone can do it. No. I no. find that really yeah. impressive. Yeah. Um, few little bits this week, just to, just to mention to you, you tied a knot in the bag for, that held the bread in. Mm-hmm. And I just want to let you know, once there's a knot in on the bag of bread, you rip. I can't have bread. You rip. I can't get in it. <laughs> the knot got smaller and smaller. My nails are non-existent. You're so if, if you want to stop me from having bread, yeah. tie a knot in okay. it. Okay. And then I had to just rip. I know. I knew that's what you'd do. <laughs> you always rip. You, you tie everything. really tight knots in I bread. Tie, where do you want it to go? Soft and crap or what? You're nope. doing your lips again. <laughs> You're going like the clappers then. I can't get purchase on it. When I'm when I'm desperate for toast, the last thing I need is trying to unravel a knot. This is what you're doing while I'm talking, just what? to let you know. Yeah. You love not in bread. Um so um, You love not in bread. And I I was just gonna say, are you still on bread or can no, I No, I'm also on saying um there's a lot of leftovers in the fridge from your little school mum's night. Yes. We're drowning in olives and sun dried tomatoes yeah, and yeah. bowls of gherkin. I actually did a cheese board. Did you? Crackers, yeah. It's very Christmas. I thought that. Yeah. But I, I, I sort of decorated it with lots of autumnal bits, and it was. Now you're loving this at the I moment. I love the leaves. There's more leaves the in the house than outside. There's more pumpkins than people in this house. Do you know what? When I did Swindon the yeah. other night, so there's a the, the main headline in their local paper was "Guess the weight of a mutant pumpkin." Ooh. Someone had grown this pumpkin. Massive. That was huge, mate. Oh, bigger than a wheelbarrow that was the number one headline yeah. in Swindon yeah. and I opened with I said to him I, I don't normally think mm. that places mm. need comedy mm. but if that's the headline in your paper holy shit you yeah. need a laugh yeah, exactly. if that is the headline yeah. mutant pumpkin comes well, to, to be Swindon. honest actually it, says, it speaks the opposite to me it's kind of like life is quite light hearted in Swindon mm. if they're just reporting pumpkins it's just all the old pumpkins. it reminds report. me of um, it reminds me of uh, Blackadder though when Baldrick, yeah, giant turn. He'd love that big pumpkin. Uh, But yeah, you've got that sort of. It's like tapas in there at the moment. I don't know what's going to happen with them. I don't know if we just they just like because when you've got bowls of things. I don't know if you just they're in a holding pen till they're eventually thrown out. No, 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 no. I'm just gonna. I tell you what I made last night: homemade sweet potato fries in the air fryer. Interesting. Bitching, they were good. Bitching, the kids loved them. Did they live have some? Live and severe mayo. 
No, no mayo. They just, mayo they with them's the, the best. Ketchup. Mayo with them's the and best. And Sophia's refusing Lidl's own ketchup. <laughs> refusing? I've had to buy Heinz. She's refused? Yeah, she says, I can't eat that. Too vinegary. She can't eat no. it. She's refused yeah. on a brand. The first that... time I've, I've had First that. time we've ever had a refusal. Yeah. I was like, what? Wow. Yeah. She said to me the other day. I don't know you're born, I yo. think her palate's becoming a bit sophisticated because she said wow. to me the other day, she said, not sure about the ham. Oh. So what do you mean? She went, it's a strange aftertaste. Oh. I went, it's smoked. She went, it's not in the way I liked it. It's smoked. She's becoming fucking Egon Roney. Oh. She's writing journals. No, mommy, get your moody ketchup out the way. Mm. Well, anyway. Uh, so you've had a busy week, have I you, went to a murder mystery night on Saturday. So oh, I forgot you yeah, did this. So it, was, it was at a school, um, my cousin's local school. Right. And it was a drama, Amdram company and they done they perform it so it's not one that you take part in and dress ah, up as. we got the wrong end so, of the stick so there. you go along did anyone get the wrong end of the stick no, up with a monocle god. and a weapon yeah thank god because <laughs> when i did i did say to them i texted <clears> them i said do i have to dress up if they do you know and what i like, loved and ali was like i'm going as professor plum and i was like oh you've taken the ah, i love it i love the fact that she might have yeah. let you'd have been there with yeah. a big roll yeah. neck but i thought i went in normal clothes and i thought it's probably better to turn up as the only one in normal clothes than the only one who's dressed up do you get me yeah yes so anyway. yeah there is a there is a logic yeah logic there yeah so uh, have you got a tooth problem no i just did that and okay. i said logic oh right um so yeah went to this um so they perform like they set the scene by performing until the person's murdered then it comes to <laughs> then it comes to the audience until and the you, person's murdered. you have time to discuss it then do they stop the play well, the play's finished in like a quite a short amount of time. So it's only like a 20 minute piece. Right. And then you mm. discuss it on your table. Then you get the chance to question the the characters. So, so they're um, sat on the stage. Yeah, still in character, obviously. So the microphone comes around the audience and... Question time. Question time, right. which is really good. Then you discuss it again. Then you have to write down a... Um, it's called a, a secret question or something. So they ask the question, but they... Don't tell who's asked it. Yeah. So... Does it get? Do people get right, quite involved? Yeah, we got it wrong. Do people go? I want to know if you're having an affair with Christine. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. Well, we. I thought we asked a really good question. Uh -huh. So, um, it was a headmaster that had been murdered, and we uh -huh. asked one of the teachers, um, "Did you have? Um, did you have ambition to become a head teacher?" <laughs> You know, because we were like taking that angle. You know, what was her motive? Why did? Why, why would she have wanted to kill him? You know, yeah. and um, yeah, it was just really good. It was, was good it because fun. of a bad Ofsted. Yeah. Something. Well, no, there was an Ofsted uh, inspection looming, and she didn't want to do it. Ooh. So we were like, how how much didn't you want to do an Ofsted inspection? She went really badly. Ooh. And I was like, quick, right? That's down. a bit too real. Yeah. Did you say that? I know what you mean, love. Yeah. Sorry, we're breaking yeah. the fourth wall. Yeah. I've had an Ofsted. They're assholes. Sorry, mm. love. So there you go. So you got it wrong. So it was really, yeah, we got it You're wrong. You're way off. I know. Who got it right? Um, only three tables. So what did they win? Uh, chocolates. <laughs> yeah, chocolates. So, the, so it's a 20-minute play, mm. then the dissection, yeah. then the Q&A, yeah. then the verdict, yeah. then oh. Yeah. So how long did the whole thing last? Two and a half hours. Gee, how did they drag it out for that long? Well, because it was quite in depth, you know, and there's a lot oh, of chatting in between, you know and, it, and you got a, a snack platter handed out, so you got food, that, and that's why you went. You know, was so it, it was a good, good snack platter? Yeah, it was all right, you know. Was it all right? Yeah, definitely. Do you know what? I'd have done the old Robbie Cole train from Cracker. What? I'd have got on stage, put a chair in front of the yeah. actor, and gone. <laughs> you did it, didn't you? <laughs> you did it. Just tell me you did it. Tell me. 
Is that what he used to do? Yeah, I can feel it. Just tell me. L-I-V. There's always E-R-P. a reason. No. Double O Gemma. Liverpool FC. There's always a reason to kill your wife. Come on, come on. I do. I wanted to kill my wife loads of times. Yeah, hit her with a brick, drown her in the bath, tamper with a brake cable. You want to kill your wife? There's always a reason to kill your wife. Tell me you did it. Tell me. Tell me you did it. I did it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a bad impression. If you watch Cracker, he does that. I w- I've started watching him again. Masterpiece. When he, he when you say again, this is about the fifth time. Can I just tell you right. one of the most the brilliant scenes? Yeah. Just indulge me. He does this. He draws out the confession mm. by s- sympathising yeah. with the inner monster in mm. the murderer. Mm. So there was a teacher who'd killed a pupil, right? Mm. And he was like, "You saw him, didn't you, young boy, fair head? He was you as a child." That's the boy you wanted, the innocence, the pale skin. You squeezed his throat a bit too hard. And you've gone too far. Oh, you've gone too far. What are you going to do? You did it, didn't you? You did it. And he said, uh, and the, the, the murderer went, I want you to take my burden. Will you take my burden? He went, yeah. He went, will you take my burden? He went, yeah. He said, I killed. And he named the child. He went, yeah. okay. And the next scene, he's drinking. He's back in the gambling. Yeah. Then he goes back to the police station yeah. and they sat there and he went, and he, and he said, you know, you said you were going to take my burden. Yeah. And he went, yeah. He went, I didn't kill him. And he went, yeah, what? <laughs> and he just stormed out. So he, he did it to make him feel guilty. He confessed to something he hadn't done, to, to, to twist the knife to fits. I don't get it. He said to him, will you yeah. take my burden? Yeah. And he was under pressure so much that he confessed to something he yeah. hadn't done. Yeah. And then he's passed the guilt on to him. But he wouldn't have felt guilty. I don't know. he didn't do it. It worked on the programme. That was oh a waste of time. Oh, my God. I, I, but I like the... I did it, didn't you? Because that's what he did. He used to draw it out yeah. of him. Yeah, it's a bit. I thought that was quite an impressive... I'm impressed with my own impression. I'm glad you are. <laughs> <laughs> I could have been in Cracker. Bloody hell, Actually, that was you know about what? five minutes that was the most. That was the most realistic portrayal. I, I believed he was that guy. Yeah. It, it's breathtakingly good. Yeah. I don't think anyone's done. I'm going to say it now. I'm going to nail my colours to the mast. No one's ever done a detective as good as Robbie Coltrane. Yeah. None of them. None of them. Luther, no. Get out of here. Prime suspect, in the bin. Yeah. You know, silent witness, silent shitness, out the door. <laughs> <laughs> no one's... Who else is there? Poirot. Taggart. Poirot. Fuck you, Poirot with your little tash. Who yeah. else? Taggart? Yeah. No. No. Uh, Miss Marple. Uh, rubbish. Poirot. Yeah. No. Cracker. No. Yeah. Coltrane. Yeah. The best. Okay. Um, so yeah, you did your murder mystery. Yeah, it was yeah, great. Very yeah, nice. We're, we're in a weird phase at the moment as well. Can I say Can I say this? There's a little bit of underlying anxiety. I don't know what you're going to say. Oh, there's an underlying uh-huh. anxiety. We've got a holiday booked soon. Quite excited. It's the first time the kids have been properly been abroad. Yeah. I desperately need this holiday. Yeah. I've pinned everything on this holiday. Right. This holiday is going to solve all my problems. I wasn't problems. feeling anxious, but now I am. Now I am. No, yeah. but we're in the danger zone of colds and coughs. Oh, fucking Colds hell. and coughs. Why did you have to jinx Just, it? No, don't say it. No, I'm just saying. We're all thinking it, but don't say it. I think we're about a day away from quarantining the children. It's like your wedding day. You just don't want to get ill It's an horrible things. moment, but now like when when kids go, uh, my kids go somewhere. It's okay. If they're ill, we're leaving them here. No, yeah. But it's just We're like, uh, who's Sophia playing with it today? Such and such. She's got a bit of a sniffle. What? 
Lockdown? Yeah. No, she's not. Yeah. Sophia, put this bag on your head. Yeah. She's got masks on. I realised that him... last week that you bullshitted about your sister-in-law being ill because you just was... no, she was genuinely ill. No, she wasn't. When I, when I came, when round... I spoke to her, she said she just felt a bit tired. That, she said Acor- she got what Toby got. Uh, yeah, but according to you, she got bloody fucking COVID and God knows what. And that she was... I'm going off the information I received. No, you just wanted to veto our visit because you were scared we were going to get ill. There's a bit of truth in that. Yeah, I thought so. No, no, let's not go into the specifics of this. I okay. know what I was, I, the evidence that was presented. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and yeah. Uh, I dealt with it as I a mean, sort of look, Let's like just take comfort in but the I fact just, that our jobs don't expose us to hundreds and thousands of small children and the general public. <laughs> We're literally walking petri dishes. Yeah, of course we are. You're mopping up the younger generation. I'm mopping up nanas and all sorts. Well, the thing is, at the end of the day... Who are you sharing that microphone with? Three other people who've also got a massive biological bacteria footprint. Yeah, well, at the end of the day... Nightmare. It promotes... It promotes... It promotes good immunity. What? Terrifying. Been no, terrifying. just be mixing with people. Mixing with people. Yeah. I just get worried about it because you're in the. I know. We're in what, the What can you do? Zone. What can you do? You just don't. That's why you got fucking holiday insurance. Yeah, but isn't you it? don't go up to people and lick their faces. I ain't and licking you don't, anyone. You don't I ain't licking anyone. You don't have children with streaming noses. I'm and, not licking and, anyone. And saying, oh, they've not been well. They've been shitting through the eye of a needle. Or they just cuddled your kid. Fucking hell! Uh, excuse me. It's absolutely fine. Right. Just don't, you, you, you can't worry about can, these things. Can I just say, what are you doing? I'm going to read a message out if that's okay. No, I haven't finished my point. Put your then. phone down. Okay, don't do that. Sorry. Don't be a dick. Oh, we broke the fourth wall there. That was a genuine argument. I know. Such a dick sometimes. Carry on. Uh, welcome to our award-winning podcast. <laughs> oh, just bang me too. A wife and husband, very yeah. much in love. Yeah. Not at all disintegrating no. uh, each week. Um... Yeah, it's uh, also they got party bags. Can I just say as well, they're on the stairs, and I there's no sweets in them because they ate them all. I went in there for some later. They did sweets. provide you with a slice of cake as well, which I didn't bring home because I thought you wouldn't want one that's been spat on by a three-year-old. Absolutely not. I mean, that is like literally, <laughs> that is like mainlining yeah, yeah. disease into yeah. your eyeballs. They always go, "Do you want some cake?" I'm like, "Ah, oh, I'm all right, thanks." Oh, thank you, it's all right. <laughs> um, can I have a sausage that's been wiped on someone's ass instead? That would be. <laughs> Is there anything worse oh. than that when they just spatter the cake? Well, you know with what DNA? I do now. I have the spit cake and I have the normal cake. I like the spit. The spit cake's a fake cake. It's not fake. It's just cheap. A cheap you, cake. You sacrifice a cake to be spat on. That needs to be a business. Mm. Um, this or a spit a section. Guard. Spit cake section. No, a spit guard. So it's like a piece of perspex that you insert your candles through. Yeah. Remove that and then you eat the cake. It's like that kink where people shit on a coffee table. Absolutely. <laughs> it's just the same as that. <laughs> Ironically, the coffee table's oh, more hygienic. Probably. That's a weird one, isn't it? Oh. Looking underneath a glass coffee table. Do you want to talk bed bugs? Have you heard about this? Oh, now, now listen. Now listen. Listen. I saw if you it, say this. I drove past your Auntie Carol. She was in her front garden when I was up in Yorkshire and I, I got out of the car to chat to them. So Uncle Eric and Auntie Carol. And she said to me, I says, oh, we're going on holiday, Auntie Carol. Oh, and no. She was like, this is oh. classic then. She's she, doomed. She said, yeah. And she says, that sounds lovely. She says, but watch out for them bed bugs. Oh, for God's sake. You don't want that. Who says she that? She says, they'll be itching a ride with you. They're everywhere. It's infested. It's terrible. They're itching a ride? Well, actually, they're in Paris, aren't they? But not, well, in, no. not in Crete. <laughs> 
I've but, got a, um, I tell you what, that's one hell of a ride. I know. But guess what? I love the I love the paranoia of older people yeah, with holidays. Bed, oh, I don't, we don't go anywhere abroad now. Bed bugs. Bed, bed bugs. bugs have been spotted on the London Underground. They've, in the seats. They've made it into London. Right. Right. This you've done this quite a lot. There's been three infestation updates on this pod. Why? You did the locusts, you did something else, you did flying ants, and we've had something else. We had we had another oh, one. Oh no, it was hornets. Hornets. Yeah. In you, the it's south almost of like you're obsessed with swarms. Are yeah. you are you so are you bed bugs? Were you one of the four members of the apocalypse? Four horsemen. Yeah. So bed bugs, right. um sadly, I've made a connection to Paris. How? So I tutor two boys on a Thursday evening. This is not Guess where he went on a trip at the weekend. Oh god. Paris. And did he ask, did he spit on a birthday cake as well? Quite possibly. Oh. He went to Paris. Yeah. How many so beds when did I go and tutor in? him on Thursday, don't roll up against me. You know what's going to happen, don't you? What? A bed bug's going to cl- climb into my pocket. Oh my god. And I'm going to bring it back to this house. Oh my god. And we're going to be infested by oh. him next Saturday. <laughs> This is worse than COVID. Get the house on the market. Burn it down. Yeah. yeah. You can't see them anyway. No. It's irrelevant. No, you can see them. They're in there. They're in there now. We've not, got them. Not, no, not these big badgers. How big are they? You can Do see them. Do they tap em. you on the shoulder and tell well, you to roll they over? they leave spots of blood on your sheets. I've got bad eczema. I know, no. yeah. You know, join the club, mate. My, yeah. my pillow looks like I've been shot yeah. by the mafia. Yeah. Oh, Gemma. I'm sorry to tell you. Do you know what? There's a lot of people. That'll get Ali out of bed. She'll Mm. be itching like shit now. Um, But yeah, I just, I think we're in that weird sort of danger zone of, uh, I I always get a little bit antsy. I know, everybody does before a big event. Right, can I read you a message? Yeah, you can read me a message. Is it it a nice message? Yeah, it is a nice message from Lauren Fox. And I said to her, I hope you don't mind me reading this out. It's too late now. We're in. No, she said that she, we can. She says, hi, Gemma. Love this week's episode of the pod where you talked about uh, people having to hand their phone in at Scott and Mickey's gig. (laughs) Can I just say? Yeah. It's not Scott and Mickey's gig. Okay, Mickey's gig. That <laughs> I'm Scott was very on. much. Okay, all right. A, a plus one right, in fine, that fine. scenario. Well, it was Scott forward slash Mickey's gig. I absolutely agree that we're all obsessed and addicted to our phones, but it wouldn't work for everyone. I'm a type one diabetic, and my blood sugars are mentioned on an app on my phone. Monitored, sorry, on an app on my phone, mm. which needs to be with me all the time. It's a pain, but definitely essential. I know I'll be in the minority, but I'd hate to think it may get to a point where I couldn't go and see live comedy. Love the pod. I saw Scott at Comedy Night in Leeds last year and was very happy when I stumbled across your pod. And I said, this is such a good point, Lauren. Can I mention this on the pod, please? Um, So she says, yes, by all means, I don't want to be the one of those moany people. But if my phone isn't in range for 30 minutes, it just starts beeping relentlessly. So I'd be even more annoying. Totally agree with people being obsessed with phones. I find it really annoying, too. And I'm dreading the day my kids ask for them. Can I? But she's made a really good point there because and and that was a question I was going to ask you, because not just for diabetics. um, And of course, we've got a close link with um, endocrinology because our daughter was um, she had hyperinsulinism, which is the opposite of diabetes, her pancreas produced too much insulin made her go hypo obviously lauren's issue would be going hyper so um can i just say let's just have a little round of applause for the science there thank you incredible um, Gemma. you just shut that it's out really not that incre- was our open university Scott, it's really not incredible don't applaud. take some credit oh so what i was going to say is yeah. obviously that's essential to her um and there'll be other medical conditions potentially that mm-hmm. rely on a phone but also just for the fact that, because I told my mates about this and they were like, 
But like, for example, Sal, you know, if she was leaving Alba, a baby, you know, she she's always wants to check that everything's okay. I've got a what co- if I had to come home? So how did that work? Right. Because there must have been people who said, I'm sorry, I can't hand over my phone. What happened? I, I don't know the full mechanics of it, but can I just say this? Mm. Can I just say this for yeah. what it's worth? Right. First of all, mm. if you're a diabetic, totally get that. Mm. However, the problem is, is we've integrated everything with phones. That what? is a problem. Shouldn't n- n- Everything doesn't mean to be integrated through your fucking phone. And I know it's a vehicle. It's what a do really, you mean? Because if it's... What, you mean diabetics? If it's such an essential life-threatening condition, yeah. it shouldn't be aligned to a phone. Why? It should be separate. It should Why? be something... Because if something goes wrong with your phone, or if, you know... It, the problem is, what, what, really, what really bothers me about phones yeah. is we're making them completely inseparable from our lives. And the problem is, is for every person that needs it medically, no, but- there's another person who's obsessed with it va- for vanity or for validation or for, you know, having to just send... And, it, and what it does is it, it puts a whole... It's a big soup of... But, but- you know, you can never separate people. No, I it. understand what you're saying. And just to clarify <laughs> here, you're not having to go at Lauren Fox. Absolutely not. <laughs> No, but what you what you're saying is is that but the thing is what I would argue for somebody who's got a medical condition and relies on their app is that you you won't expect Lauren to then be carting around a phone a separate yeah. device for that. A I separate thought they had like a little watch or a band. That well, would no, do no, because that would be an iPhone, wouldn't it? It'd mm. be an iWatch or potentially. I don't know how it would work, but yeah. so what you're saying then is is that. I, I don't know what you're saying because it's impossible now to separate it. No, and, I, and it's the, impossible to separate the function of communication, as in texting and receiving a phone call. Nobody has just a phone for texting well, the, and phone the, calls. The point do they? is, the point is, and I've said this before. The problem is doing, being rude and being on your phone doing bollocks looks exactly the same as doing essential work or something that's life threatening, and that's the problem. You cannot distinguish between the two. But in a comedy gig, as an audience member, mm. if you're on stage as an mm. act, all you can see is someone being rude. That's the problem. Yeah. And fundamentally, that doesn't change. Whatever the phone's for, mm. that doesn't change. It's no point someone handing up a pass and going, but, I need my phone, because then you just go, well... And the other thing about you're saying, how do people lock their phones mm. away? Well, don't you remember when we used to not have mobile phones? No, If I you'd don't. say... <laughs> yeah, I know, but... No, you, I'm kidding. You I'm would kidding. say, I'm going to the theatre... I'm not going to be available between eight and ten. Yeah. And if someone wanted to get in touch with you, yeah. they'd phone the venue, they'd yeah. find out where you were sat, an usher yeah. would come and physically get you. Yeah. That's how it used to work. There's no reason why that can't mm. work anymore. No, I know. I and understand I, I'm, that. I'm saying this from the perspective yeah. of an absolute hypocrite who's, who has his phone permanently welded to his I face and do. hands. I know you do. So I'm not, I'm not having a go at someone no, who's no, got no. A, a phone for a medical reason. No. And I get, and I don't fully know how it worked because I wasn't in the audience yeah all i knew if there's was, anybody who went to the gig yeah. can you let us know yeah, how well, it worked because i don't understand you, can, you, you must have there must have been people who said as a parent like i can't be without my face I've, I've left i think you had to consent to it when you bought the ticket Oh, right. So you had to get, you consented. To, and but I there think, must have been a dispensation for medical conditions. Possibly, yeah. I would imagine so. Like anything, like people who, you know, can't wear a mask when we had all that stuff. Yeah. There's obviously, there's, there's people, we're not monsters. It's no. not a totalitarian state. It's not like North Korea when they're mm. going to go, I don't give a shit about your blood sugar. Give me a goddamn phone. Mm. You're not going to be, yeah, yeah. I get that. Yeah. And there was probably people who, had, who didn't hand their phones in and were on the phones. The thing is. And the, the ushers probably just said, can you not be on your phone? Yeah. But. The thing is, I don't know, Lauren, but 
but she sounds like a very reasonable, balanced person. I'm just saying, Lauren, from your text messages, that's what you sound like. Um, but, um, and what you would hope is that people that we're all like that, that we are like, even if Lauren had her phone with her for her medical reasons, she would be respectful and polite and not have it out mm. all the time. Well, you don't so, see, yeah. so really this has got nothing to do necessarily with the phone. What we're talking about here is manners. Absolutely. And so therefore, um, is it a nanny state that we have to, is it, or, or what we, is what we're saying here that it's got so bad that we cannot trust humans you know, instead of taking your phone off you, should it be enough to just say, please don't get your phone out during this work. performance? It doesn't work. And that's such a shame. It doesn't work. Isn't that a shame? It doesn't work because the the problem now, mm. the horse has bolted, mm. right? People drive, they go on their phones. Mm. People walk along pavements, they're on their phones. Mm. People walk across crossroads, they're on their phones. People push prams alongside rivers with their children, they're on their phones. Yeah. People walk dogs, they're on their phones. How many times have I said to you, we're in a restaurant, look round, we're the only ones not on our phones, right? The problem is, as a nation, as a world, we're addicted because that thing is more interesting than your date, <laughs> There's more interesting than the real. You've got everything in the world on there. You've got your social life. You've got your future. You've got your work. You've got your friends. You've got every bit of information yeah, you could possibly need. You've got your shopping. You've got, you've got your, your job shopping. applications. Everything you've is tight. Your, your whole life's on you've there. You've got your lists. And that will not compete with some dickhead eating popcorn chicken opposite you. I'm sorry. It never will. But the problem is now is that we've become so like they've, They've almost, these companies mm. have made us in a lab rats. Mm. And I'm saying this as a complete hypocrite because yeah. you're either in this system or you're not. Yeah. And if you're not in this system, if you said to someone, if someone you were out with said, oh, I don't have a smartphone, you'd be like, that's the end of the friendship, you're weird. <laughs> and I can't even tell you you're weird. I can't even tell you you're weird via WhatsApp because no. you're not on it, you yeah. bloody Luddite. Yeah. And, that's the, and, and I think the problem is now so far gone like when I when you do comedy gigs, mm. if you say to someone, mm. um, "Can you can you not be on your phone?" Mm. They look at you as if you're the you're the aggressor. Mm. How dare you? Mm. Have I ever heard it when someone's gone? I'm 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 on the phone, mm. and yeah. someone's on stage and they've yeah. gone they've gone I'm on my phone and they've gone Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Do you, do you know how weird that is? Yeah. I'm on my phone, but you're here. Mm. Why do you want to be here if you're on that? Mm. Because that. Never stops. No, and and that's the problem. Mm. I've been I've hosted award ceremonies and corporate events where it's for them. They're with their colleagues. They're at a major event. There's cameras everywhere, and there's tables on their phones in front of their bosses. Mm. There's been you know I've spoken to people who do Zoom meetings with clients trying to secure business, and the people who are trying to impress people mm. are looking down at their phones. Mm. It's gone. It's it's an absolute, yeah. It's gone. Mm. So yes, I think we are at the point now in a live situation where you physically have to take phones off people. I know that's not very popular, but if you want a better gig and a better atmosphere, you've got to get. Are you telling me mm. right? Here's the acid test. Are you telling me concerts now are better than concerts in the nineties as an audience? What do you mean? Because of camera phones. You watch footage of a, of a gig from the 90s. Everyone's engaged, they're focused, they're sharing a moment. You, be, you watch a gig from 2023, phones. They're watching it through phones. And, and I've seen bands, I've seen bands have to go. I've seen like, the, I think the darkness, he sort of said, right, for this one, can we put the phones down? For this one, can we put the phones down? 
That's where we're at now. Can we just be in the moment for this one? And then you can get your phones out again. Oh. That's how you, you have to mm. almost yeah. manage the yeah. disease. Yeah. And I know it sounds like a proper rant and I'm not going to be very popular because there's a lot of people going, well, we can't listen to this podcast without a phone, so fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I understand if you've got medical problems. However, I still stand by so, the idea because everyone then would be saying, I can't, I've got an asthma. No, app. they wouldn't. And then I've got, no, no but, they wouldn't. but people will be going, I need this because my daughter's at home and I need this because I've got a dog no, but and I, under, I need no, this on shush, because, and then shush. everyone just goes, no, leave I it under, on. No, I understand that, all of that. I just think, I just think, well, I, first of all, I want to say to Lauren, I don't think you ever have to worry about not being able to go to a gig with your phone. I think, you I, can I, have I'm, your phone on, Lauren. Yeah. If you come to my gig, we'll have you at the front. Yeah. With a phone on. With a special phone rack. A phone rack, a load of yeah. screens around yeah. her. Like you're flying the, no, I don't no, know. No, 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 she's, she's great. So I just, I just think, I don't think you'll ever get to a stage where you, you can't come to a gig because you've got to have your phone. That's nonsense. That will never happen. But um, I think it's just about promoting being in the moment, isn't it then? Absolutely. You know, making memories and and we all have to do it like you said we're not we're not perfect you have to like how many times are we in a family situation you think oh, i'll take a photo of this and i just think sometimes why why are you taking a photo that nobody's gonna well, look that's at? an addiction that's so, an so addiction just forget the fucking photo you, you, and just be in the moment you have that now you have that that everyone's mm. there's people just going click yeah, click, yeah, click, yeah, click click yeah, click click yeah. click and you go do you want to be here yeah. click 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 yeah, click, yeah, click and I it's know. relentless yeah and yeah. i go you're never going to look at all them no. they're on a camera roll yeah. you'll upload them to instagram yeah. you'll show off and then we'll move on yeah and you haven't remembered a single moment no, no. the atmosphere you yeah. haven't drawn in you haven't yeah. seen smiles yeah. Yeah. you're not looking at people yeah. you're clicking yeah and it's an old thing now it's become so boring i've heard so much stand up about it I'm bored with it. Yeah. I'm bored with it because it's like shouting into a wilderness. Yeah. Because you, you do all this. Yeah. And the really interesting thing is it's not even virtue signaling. No. It's whinging about something that no one, be- no one agrees with you. No. No one gives a shit. No. So it's literally like you can't even make a case for it. Because no. you go, oh, everyone's on their phones. And then everyone goes, yes. Yeah, we are. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> Crack on and do a joke, you Bellend. virtue signaling ass white. <laughs> We do that a lot, don't we? Isn't it? Uh, but I don't know. Anyway. anyway, I just wanted to thank Lauren for writing in with that because it's uh, she made a very good point there and it needed to be said. It did need to be said. So thank you for that. Thank you, Lauren. Here's an interesting thing I've I've read. Please. Um, Dawn French mm. is doing a, I think she's doing a new book. She's writing a memoirs. Oh, so yeah. she did the book about, I thought she'd already done it, but she did a book about her childhood, didn't she? You read it. I've got all of her books. All of her books. She's yeah. doing memoirs. Right, okay. And she said something and I thought, this is really interesting. I didn't know this. She quit French, French and Saunders. She walked off set of French and Saunders once. Right. And and put a stop to it. I right. didn't know it was her that stopped it. I didn't. So she was there and she realised that a lot of the sketches, she was the butt of the joke. Right. Because of her physical appearance. Yeah. And it was always like how she looked yeah. fat or yeah. she looked big and yeah. clumsy and cumbersome yeah. compared yeah. to Jennifer Saunders. Yeah. And that... And it wasn't. But I thought they wrote the sketches. Yeah, but I think it was it was like a bit of a moment where 
I don't think it caused a friction, but it, I don't know how you can say that without it causing friction. It, mm. It's a really... But her and Jennifer are still very they close are. and they do their podcast together, don't they? They do a about. podcast together, but I don't want to misquote this, but uh, Dawn French has revealed she stopped making comedy sketches with Jennifer Saunders because she became upset that her looks had become the punchline. Mm. The comment said she privately burst into tears after filming one scene which made her feel ugly and soon after told her long-term comedy partner she no longer wanted to make the BBC series. So she pulled the plug on it. Mm. To this day, I don't really know what happened, she says, of the decision she made in 2004. After It came after filming a sketch set in a toilet stall in the BBC building in which she describes a fantasy in which pop star Anastasia hears her sing and invites her on top of the pops with her. The conversation and French's singing is overheard by the singer who makes her dream come true. She says, to this day, I don't really know what happened. I've never felt so ugly. Um, I, I've often voluntarily, happily been ugly for hundreds of sketches. I've never minded what something looks like as long as it's servicing the joke right. Mm. The mirror was clearly telling me why this was so painfully abhorrent because the joke was on me. Mm. And after filming, she calmly walked out of the studio, climbed into a car, burst into hot, angry tears and sobbed all 28 miles home. Aww. And and I think, I think that's really... You know what's really interesting about that? Mm is I feel like that's not a first time that's happened. Do you remember, you don't remember Chris Farley who died? Do you remember him? He was like an actor. He was in, uh, he was in, he was one of the roadies in Wayne's World 2, yeah. very bit yeah, part. Yeah. But he was like the big, he was, yeah. he was part of Saturday Night Live. Yeah. He was like, he was the new John Belushi. Yeah. And ironically, he died in the same way, a heroin Aww. and speedball overdose. But he died. It, but the point was, he used to say on Saturday Night Live, there was a sketch with him and Patrick Swayze. Mm. And it's really famous mm. because, the whole angle was Patrick Swayze was trying to teach him how to dance, right? Yeah. And he's really funny. He was yeah. very funny. He, he was hilarious with Chris yeah. Valley. And then there was a point where he had to get his top off and he had like a bow tie on. Yeah. And then it was obviously Swayze next yeah. to him. And he sort of came away and like a lot of his mates, and I think it was like Adam Sandler and people like that, was like, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to end that way. Mm. You're a really funny guy. You don't yeah. have to end it like yeah. that. Yeah. And I think there was always that, perception that they had yeah. to push that button yeah, yeah and the humiliation had to be through the physical the self-deprecation and and the problem is comics and i think i might, i don't want to speak for dawn french but comics often do that because it, it lowers the arrogance you feel from being on stage yeah, yeah. even though you're not arrogant yeah it's a weird thing well, where, you're peacocking aren't you yeah and self-deprecation yeah. i do it at yeah. every gig yeah because it lowers the audience into the accessible liking of you. liking you yeah. and the likability of being the yeah. fool yeah. as a, is a trope that's come through Shakespeare. Yeah. It's yeah. like that thing of be the fool, be yeah. the idiot. Yeah. And then we can laugh because our status is higher than you. If you do a high status act, it's really hard for audiences to get on board because they have to love the jokes because they might not like you. I'll tell you who does that really well. Um, Jimmy Carr. No, um, also uh, Mario um, Smoking Jacket. Hey? Greeters Guild. Oh, Milo McCabe. Milo, yeah, yeah he yeah, does that really Hawk. well. Yeah. Well, it's it's the fun. I know that's a, a character, character, but, but he's I was still saying, quite someone who's straight stand up mm. with high status, the obvious one is Jimmy Carr, mm. where there's, he's not trying to be likable. No. He's trying to be higher, more mm. intellectual. But you know, I, I, it's not for me yeah. really. I yeah. prefer to. But the the, the lowering of the status mm. is a classic comedy trope. Mm. So, but. He, they sort of said, why are you doing it? And, mm. and I get it. But I mean, what do you think about that? Because that's, it's, t it's, it's an interesting one that she sort of thought, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. That has surprised me a bit because... Um, it also, surprised me. And also because Dawn French 
I think is regarded as this incredibly um, confident and strong female comic. Um, and to hear that she perhaps wasn't always comfortable in, yeah. in the role she was playing, um, you sort of think, oh man, I didn't, you know, you didn't realise. There's a vulnerability yeah. under there. And, and, and I think, I'm, I don't want to go all feminist either, but I wonder if female comics particularly... Because she was sort of big at a time when men did kind of dominate comedy. Yeah. Um, you know, it was a time when, you know, now there's pretty much a female comic on every bill. But then it was kind of not as common. No. Um, and so, yeah, it's sort of, she always, I always thought she was just really, really confident. But yeah, like you say, there is. And I don't know if women felt that they needed to play on those sorts of um self-deprecation roles just to like you say to just be likable and to to be you know when you think of joe brand and um i'm thinking of miranda as well i think often they've made um their physical appearance the butt of the joke mm. um I, I think as well i mean there's still a long way to go in leveling up mm, comedy but mm. i think also what happens and i've seen it on a lower scale is mm. people who produce comedy mm. they pigeonhole people mm. so they go oh dawn is mm. the uh she's the clumsier yeah. comic foil yeah, yeah, to jennifer yeah. saunders yeah so she has to remain in that lane yeah and they also they sort of just like yeah. i always get leveled at me peter k yeah manford yeah. bishop i don't mind that i mean even in vicar dibley She's the chocolate eating. Yeah. You know, they dressed her up as a ballet dancer Darcy with Bustle, Darcy Bustle. Yeah. And, and the, the, you're not telling me that, that her the, in a tutu, the physical, element the physical element of it. Made it funny. And it's just, I think the issue you've got. Even though it's her comic acting ability that actually ultimately makes Dawn French the fabulous comic that she well, is. Yeah. She's such a good actress. Well, it's all the ingredients. Like It's almost like clowning, isn't it? Mm, it's mm. almost like the, all the ingredients of her yeah. make her even funnier. Yeah. Would she have been as funny doing that scene yeah. if she'd have had a perfect size eight? I don't think that scene would have existed. So, yeah, so right. it's a really, but I get why, because also as well as you go, isn't that really odd as a society that we, we, we feel we can laugh at that? Mm, mm. Do, you, do you know what yes, I mean? I do. And I get her awakening. And, and I think like, it's almost like you can go along with that mm, for mm, years mm. until I totally understand. Yeah. Then she, a moment where she just goes, I don't have to put up with this shit. And yeah. I think that probably comes through or actually, from having a successful or career. Or is it just being a bit honest with yourself and going, actually, do you know what? that makes me feel really unhappy yeah or i don't i don't actually i don't like that mm. you know it's about being honest with yourself and probably that that joke has and had it, so many miles and not on making the, sacrifices just for the comedy and, um, yeah and it's a well-worn tire in it it's tr the tread's yeah, gone on that i mean now. it can work the other way as well i'm talking about extremes physically sort of like you know i'm trying to think of like weedy characters that have it's made funny because you know if you think of rodney um, in Only Fools and Horses, yep. the tall, gangly, yep. uh, you know. The physicality uh, helps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and Napoleon Dynamite, if he'd yeah. have been like a... A big, strong... strong well, do you know that the first casting they did mm. for Gareth in The Office, do you know what that was going to be? Who? Like a norm from Cheers, yeah. a big... Yeah. They, they wanted a weightlifting yeah. guy, yeah. so they, they test screen tested yeah. it, yeah. and they were like, this doesn't work. No, no one likes this guy. No. There's no vulnerability. There's mm. nothing, there's nothing yeah. human. Yeah. Then they bring in Mackenzie, Mackenzie Crook, Crook, who's like a waif. Yeah. And it goes boom. And you yeah. go, yeah, because 
the personality of someone who's arrogant and yeah. confident works is even funnier when contrasted against the yeah. waif-like, yeah. straight, fringe, yeah. Yeah. sort of gargoyle-esque physical. Look of physical. Him, it helps it. So, so it? I think I think I get what she's saying, but in the world of comedy, mm. everything's Visual for sale. Is, Visual. Yeah. And Visual I, does have an impact, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean... Like, if Baldrick had been tall in Blackadder, it wouldn't have worked, would it? Not at all. Yeah, So, weird. But do you, do you, I sort of get... Laurel and Hardy, I mean, fucking hell. Yeah. You go right back. It's, it's historic. It's Shakespeare, mate. Yeah. It's, it's It's always been there. Mm. But I think what's interesting is... Mm. It's bloody it, hell, little and large. I mean, freaking hell, it said it on the packet, didn't it? <laughs> you can't it? go from Lauren Hardy to little and large. No, but seriously, I'm just saying they were anyone called little wanna, and large. Anyone I mean, else it you couldn't get dra- any more obvious, could you? <laughs> anyone else you want to... The wanna, joke is... Come on, know, let's what, drag someone else from Blackpool Pier in the 80s, Gemma. Uh, but on. I know what you mean. No, it, but you know what I classic mean. Classic variety. But mm. it, it's, I think it's, it's interesting because it's obviously it's her mm. right to mm. call it. Mm. But I just think that comedy everything's for sale and then you have that moment of awakening and now I feel like oh we're we complicit in I know in that. I know I so know. I don't know yeah it's funny isn't it but I'm going to be interested to read the memoirs yeah I, I really am yeah. I really am I think I think now people would feel more empowered to not have to rely on things like that mm-hmm. do you know what I mean mm. like I don't have to well I think her point was if the writing yeah if it compliments yeah, the writing, yeah. but I don't want to be the punchline. Yeah, yeah. And I and I think what it's almost like is we need to try a bit harder. Yeah, yeah. And I think what happens with a lot of shows yeah. that have run for a while, yeah. the laziness can creep in. Yeah. And the obvious can creep in. Yeah. And you almost go like, we're in a world now where we've had detectorists. Yeah. And I'm sorry to bang on about that, but we've yeah. had ghosts. Yeah. We've had which we still haven't watched, but no, programs where they go. Do you know what? We're going to be cleverer. Mm, We're going to mm, do things differently. Mm, mm, mm. We're not going to rely on... It's yeah. not Mrs. Brown's boys, is it? No. You know, not, not to cast aspersions... Asper, aspergers, oh, here he goes again. Asparagus yeah. on people who like yeah. it. I mean, it is pretty yeah. shit. But the point is, yeah. I think she was like, we need to write our way around this. Yeah. So this week's interview, one of Gems Gems, is Chris West of Chris West Pottery in Nottinghamshire. Um, a fantastic interview. If you are not inspired to get on the wheel after this. Oh, McIntyre's not wheel. Not the wheel. <laughs> um, I am definitely booking us in. Really? I cannot wait. Hey, for that's it. a good I idea. I cannot Co- wait. They should, they should combine the, the wheel yeah. with the pottery the wheel. wheel I did and think have to that. do pots as you're think, flying around. I did think that. Um, yeah, so Chris West... Um, thank you so much for the interview, Chris. And he's already bought tickets to come and see his... Uh, the live show? Rahulastupa. Has he really? Yeah. Bring a potter's wheel oh, along. Thank you, Chris. I know. Um, yeah, so um, exciting. So um, here it is, the interview with Chris West. So the first question is, how did you get into clay? Now, and, and I might have said the wrong thing there. It might not... You might not call it clay. I am such a novice here. Apart from watching Pottery Throwdown, that is my only experience here. This is, this is clay. This is clay. Okay. I I, um, I got into it about ten years ago. Right. And I'd, I'd always been quite creative. Yes. My two best subjects at school were science and art. Yeah. And science went into a job and a career. Yeah. And the yeah. art bit of the sideline and just became a hobby. And I was yeah. a very infrequent painter for a lot of years. Yeah. And back of my mind, I always thought pottery is something that I really want to do. And I, yeah. I took a plunge. 
about 10 years ago, bought some second-hand equipment off eBay and just did it. Amazing. Basically an obsession. And it yeah. took a long time, a lot of time. It's not an easy skill to master at all, and there's lots of different steps to it. Um, and eventually I got to the point where I was actually happy, happy with what I was doing, far more than when I was ever painting. I can really relate to that because Scott was artist. Well, he is artistic. His day job used to be um, product designer. So he he was always doing art and was creative. And of course, the comedy, you could say that's a creative outlet, isn't it? You know, um, alongside the real job. And it was his passion. So I think... Um, and when you said an obsession, did you say the word obsession? Because Scott always says comedy. Oh, very much an obsession. Yeah. yeah. But I think it has to be, doesn't it, to make it, to actually pursue it and make it work? Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of things that I've started and not got into as much. So it's, it's good that I've got something that, yeah, I've been able to get, well, reasonably good at. And I really enjoy when I'm doing it. Do you think as well, just looking at you, what you're doing there, it's quite instant satisfaction in terms of like you can produce something quite quickly um, and it's tangible. Like, you know, if you're working on a painting, you could be working on that for days and days and days and not really see yeah, the fruits of your labour. So, Yeah, I used to spend years finishing a painting off. But this, uh, yeah, I often get asked when I'm, sometimes when people are buying things from me and, and they'll say how long, they'll pick them up and say, how long did it take to make that? And I, I don't know what they expect me to say. But it's, it's quite a hard question to answer because, yeah. I mean, basically, what you're looking at there, there you go, there's a mug, minus the handle. Yes. And that took five minutes. Yeah. So I could, well, it takes me about five minutes. Yeah. And then it's all the stages that come after it. And yeah. I could say about two or three weeks because I've got to let this dry. I've got to add a handle to it. I've got to fire it. Then I've got yeah. to glaze it. Then I've got to fire it again. So it takes two or three weeks. Wow. I could also say it takes 10 years because it's taken me 10 years to get to the point where I can do that in less than five minutes. Exactly. So it's the skill, obviously the skill set that you've got, like, um, and I'm, I'm drawing parallels all the time to comedy. You can stand on a stage and do a 10 minute set, but it's taken Scott 15 years to be able to craft that and be able to stand up and do it. So, um, I think I, I had a story once about Picasso. Picasso was in a bar and a waitress yeah. asked him, you just draw me something on a, on a napkin and he, he drew something out and he gave it. She said, oh, that's fantastic. Can I, can I give you any money for it? And he said, yeah, 10,000. <laughs> it's just taking you like 10 seconds to draw that. And he said, well, it's taken me 50 years to get to the point where I can draw that in 10 seconds. Brilliant. That's, Brilliant. That's the power. I'll and charge about 20 <laughs> and the thing is that's about um you often hear people saying know your worth don't they like you know like when you're self-employed um knowing your worth isn't it and i suppose that's we can feel quite reticent to say i'm worth something but because you're it is your skills that people are investing in isn't it so you've got to be quite honest with yourself about yeah actually i am worth that because my skill set is really unusual and it's taken a long time. And do you think your yeah. cost? Sorry, go on. I'm also making something that you could buy in a supermarket for a fiver. And I think that's what sometimes some people expect. Yeah. So the idea of paying a bit more for a mug is you've yes. got to appreciate where it's come from and the fact that it's handmade and it is individual and it will look 
Well, I'm trying to make them look the same. They never do. Yeah. And it's that's gone into it. And yeah, most people do appreciate that. Yeah, I think so. But you're right. I think there's often, because um, um, I see that you do quite a lot of the craft um you know, the markets and things, and you'll take, you have a stall there. And I think there's always a danger that people don't value. They, they're always after a bargain, aren't they? Like, and they don't value sometimes what has gone into something. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think most people that I see that are buying do, they do appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. 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 And that's good. Now, in terms of, the actual process do you find it really relaxing or do you ever find it stressful uh about 90 percent of the time i find it relaxing and the other 10 percent i'm swearing and throwing things about and having a tantrum and it's gradually over the 10 years i've done it the proportions change ever so slightly and yeah yeah, what do you find is (laughs) you have a little swear box next to your wheel um what is the most Aside from the neighbour, nobody can really hear me. (laughs) That's the advantage. Yeah. Um, What would you say is the most common frustration for somebody who's new to um, throwing down? Um, You've got an idea in your head about what you want to create. Yeah. And what a lot of people say when I do a workshop and they've done the first thing is they suddenly realise how difficult it is. Yeah. Because you see, I mean, they, they sat there, they see me demo something first and my hands will move in a certain way and then theirs will go completely different. Yes, yes. Piano, you, you're doing things with both hands slightly different. And in my case, on the wheel, I'm operating a, a pedal to make it turn with my foot. There's three things going on and you've got to think through all that. I and think it's so. very much about the feel of it as well. Yeah. Because I can imagine that people will forget about the foot, the foot goes down, then it'll go really fast, then you're out of control and all of a sudden you've you've lost it. Yeah, and you can be very, very careful until you get to a certain point and then your hands slip and it's and it's gone. So there's yeah. an immediate appreciation when people are doing it. It's how right. difficult it actually is. Now, what's the strangest commission you've ever had? Do you Do you get any strange requests? I do commissions is quite difficult. I I stopped myself from taking them on. Yeah. Because I realised that it was putting me under pressure to do yes. certain things. Yeah. It was getting it all wrong. The person that I'm making things for is me. And it yes. took me a while to, to really recognise that even when I'm making something that I'm gonna sell at the yeah. end of the day, I'm making it for me. And it's me first. Yes. And if I know it's it's not right. So, I mean, the, the typical thing was people who I work with saying, oh, can you make me a salad bowl? Can you do it in this colour? Yeah. And, no. Go, no. go to John Lewis and make a salad bowl. <laughs> yeah. This is what I've got. If you want something like this, then yeah. I'll And it's, it's an easy trap to fall into. And, and I have made some things that people have wanted. Um, yeah. But I try and avoid that and just stick with what I want to. Plus one-offs is, is, is hard. Yes. Things and get used to it, and so what you can see me making now, the mug has gone through quite a few variations as I've made it. Right. And then settled on something where I'll make the same thing over and over and over again. Yes. And that's that, that sort of skill in forming the shape that I want in a certain way that I want has come from. It's brilliant. And that's quite 
therapeutic in itself. I think so. So what Um, is the glaze? What is, because you know when we, I hate to go on about pottery throwdown, but it has kind of opened it up to the masses, hasn't it? Um, You know, when when we see them glazing, I always felt like when I first saw that, I was like, oh, why are you doing that? It's like you're covering it and, and, but yet it comes out completely fine. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, glaze is various minerals suspended in water and that will soak into the pot and then when it's fired, they'll turn a particular colour right um, and again that's that's fired at a slightly higher temperature and then right. you've got your so it goes through a lot of stages a lot of stages making yes. and then a lot of stages completing it and finally glazing it so when someone goes how long did that take that is quite a difficult question to answer it is isn't it and now you're that's saying it explaining every little step of the process yeah i realize that now like you say it is quite hard to say how long it's taken because it is so it's so in depth the different processes and you've got to be patient then haven't you i think in creative industries um unfortunately it always seems to go hand in hand that you can't earn a fortune doing them but you they are they are a passion more than a you know i it's quite frustrating, isn't it? But And yet they're so important. It's such an important thing, isn't it? Like I always said to Scott, you sort of feel there's almost an element of like feeling guilty making money out of entertaining people. It's like that's not real. That's not a real. But again, it is important, isn't it? It's something that's yeah. creativity is important, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. It's a big part of people's lives, and I mean, that's it's one of the. Re- I used to have quite a love hate relationship with making mugs. I got yeah. very frustrated when I started learning that the, the vast majority of what I sell is is, is mugs, and yeah. what I wanted to do was make big different pieces. That when I was learning, and all I was selling was mugs. But then I came came to realise that well, actually, I bought mugs from different potters, and a mug is very much a thing that. You take out the drawer or the cupboard and it's yeah. about, what was it for? It's about sitting down with people and having a brew. And yes. It, it, very much a thing. It becomes very much part of that whole experience and it's recognising that. It, these things do mean quite a bit to people. How often are you doing classes? Um, I'll do several a month. And yeah. I've been doing them since uh, since January this year. It's, it's it's something that I didn't think I'd want to do. When I, I work in a school as a teacher during the day, so I thought the last thing I wanted to be doing was then at a weekend doing the same thing again. But I did it. I did a little bit towards the end of last summer, uh, last year, and I really enjoyed it. And I thought that's yeah. definitely something that I'll do. And it, once I started doing it, I realised how much I enjoyed it as well. And it's it's proved really popular and gives people a chance to do something that they wouldn't ordinarily think about. Uh, it, it's not something that you can easily get into. It took me quite a bit to get some equipment together. And I, I was lucky I had a space. I started doing it in the greenhouse at the bottom of the garden. Uh, and it's... It's quite an expensive hobby yeah. because you've got all the materials that you need to buy. And if you just want that quick experience of it, you, you're never going to do it. So it's nice no. to be able to give people. People are doing it for different reasons. They always want to do it or it's a birthday or something like that. And we'll That's go through all the just so they get a bit of an eye-opener into all the different aspects of it. We'll prepare the clay. We'll get the clay centred on the wheel, which is one of the hardest things to do. But it's the it's the first thing you do, and if you don't get that right, everything after it is all off centre. So that that gets you really messy. That's good, and then we'll make some bowls, which are quite easy to make because the clay will naturally move in the way you want, and they can learn a few of the skills. And 
it's always a shame actually sometimes that I haven't got longer yeah. to work through it. You, yeah. you can see people are just starting to get a feel for it. It is yeah. quite a tactile craft and you see the penny drop a little bit with people. It's not just about moving your hands, it's the way the clay feels when you're moving yes. your hands. In all honesty, I really do want to have a go. So I will be in touch with you because I, I think Scott would like to have a go as well. So we'll have to book in with you to have a go at the work, you know, in the, the workshop, uh, the studio, the studio. I said it wrong again. You've actually made, so during the interview, you've managed to make three. Yeah, only three, but you kept me rabbiting. So I've been a bit that, distracted. But that's, not, you know, but that's amazing. That, I mean, if we could turn the, literally turn the tables, I wonder how many I'd have been able to produce in the same time. <laughs> <laughs> to drink out Just, of. Do you know what? I know this sounds arrogant, but I reckon I'm going to be good at this. Wow. (laughs) I've always fancied myself as a bit of a potter. I I, I definitely want to have a go at it. Yeah. So good. So good. So what are your plans for today? Have you got any classes today or... No, no classes today, and I'm just doing a bit of finishing off. I'm, I'm at a craft market uh, next weekend. I'm next at, weekend? Uh, Great! Yeah, Derby, Derby Museum of Making, what used to be the silk mill. Oh, the brilliant. Craft market there. So it's just doing a few final bits. And That's it, yeah, fantastic. Great. That's so it's brilliant. A, yeah. So selling things, it's not, it's not just about people buying stuff. It's about the conversations you have with people, and you're essentially exhibiting your work. It's about yes. if people buy things and it's it's great to see the fellow traders there as well that's been, yeah that's a big thing for me just to make some really good friends that i see at these different markets and and you, yeah. you can share your experiences and you encourage each other and that side of it, i never expected at all so that that's been that's been really good so i look forward so to actually seeing. it's quite a community then isn't it in that sense yeah yeah, yeah. and it's great Brilliant. to have people that i call friends that i've met at, at various craft markets I should adopt my in-betweeners voice. Craft <laughs> but it, it, but it, it is genuine and it's great to talk through social media in between times as well and, and yeah. encourage each other. Because it's not easy sometimes and it's... No. I'm, I'm, I don't have to rely on it for a living. No. I do want to self-sustain so that I can keep doing it. How do you find the social media side of things? I very much have a love-hate relationship with it because I'm not a natural social media user. I'm, I'm, I'm not of the generation that would have put my whole life on it, although I know a lot of people do. Yeah. Um, but it's very valuable for the craft that I'm doing, and I've learned a lot from it. Yeah. I do find myself looking at various things on it as well. My, my wife refers to it as pottery porn that I'll be looking at. <laughs> and I, I do get a lot of inspiration from it, but what I also get is I find myself looking at things and thinking, God, I'm really crap. Oh, no. It's the compare and despair, isn't it? It's the um, whole um, imposter syndrome. But I was talking to somebody at a conference last week and they said you need to really reframe that phrase. It's not helpful at all. But I think we all get it. Yeah, yeah, I do very much. I understand how younger people must feel on social media with all other things like body image. It's really hard to get out of. But it's also a great tool for sharing what you do and and finding out about it. People. I agree with yeah. you then. I I feel exactly the same, a love-hate relationship. I know it's necessary um, in this day and age. It's kind of like if you can't beat them, join them. You've got to kind of be in the race with it all. But um, I, I think don't it's... want to spend more time making no. content. I want to make pots. Yeah. So I probably don't add to it enough. Like I see some people do. They must spend hours. Hours. 
it is you literally go down a rabbit hole it's just yeah it's not healthy you kind of have to keep that distance don't you i think that's brilliant oh thanks so much chris i'm really really grateful to you what other people have you interviewed then i heard about the skydiver yeah the skydiver i've got an olympic swimmer next um i actually play netball with her but she's retired she's 25 and um she's swam in the commonwealth olympics uh yeah just an incredible achievement at such a young age i'm just trying to find like i say interesting stories i just think it's fascinating i love it pottery guy olympic swimmer skydiver i mean i am starting to feel extremely inferior (laughs) i'm not sure what my talents are yet i'm gonna have to find one (laughs) tea drinking yeah tea drinking Uh, i can't even even claim to be a comedian i'm just i always say to him i'm just you know sitting on the old coattails here (laughs) Oh dear. So thanks so much, Chris. Oh, sure. It's been lovely. Oh, thanks. And I'm so grateful that you did it from the studio. That's brilliant. We'll be in touch to book in with you as well. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Thanks, Chris. Cheers, Take care. Bye. Bye, love. Bye. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, yeah, and thank you to Chris for the wonderful interview. And we hope you've enjoyed the podcast this week. If you'd like to get in touch with us, please do send us an email <laughs> to bwtbpod.gmail.com. Why do you always interrupt me when I'm doing something nice? Do it again. Ah, oh, it's so annoying. No, can't do it again. Just... No, bwtbpod.gmail.com. No, no, I can't edit that. We're going to have to go from the top. No, to include it all. No, I can't. No, you've interrupted it. Right, I'm going to have to do it again then. Just do it again because otherwise it's a nightmare. Why do you do that though? It's so annoying. Right, let me, let me just do it. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to the pod this week. Um, really appreciate it, don't we, Gemma? We do. We really do appreciate it. So thanks so much for listening, everyone. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, how do they do it? You're saying it. Because <laughs> I'm not doing it again. Okay. You've knackered this one now. I, you're going to have to include one of them. So you better <laughs> fucking get on with it. <laughs> you're so annoying. You're <gasps> so annoying. Okay. So annoying. Oh, ended on an argument. Um, okay. Uh, it the- pisses me off. You're so unprofessional. Don't do this now. You are though. Oh! It's been a joy to talk to Gemma. <laughs> Victoria Beckham and David Beckham of podcasts. Thank you for joining us. If you want to get in touch with us, uh, get do that. Please drop us a line to bwtbpod at gmail.com. Uh, please do get in touch because the way things are going, we've probably only got one recording left in us. Um, so thank you so much. <laughs> so with the dove, Gemma's done some silent swearing. Classic back on the old. There we go. There we go. She doesn't realise the camera's still rolling. And yes, I do. Be, that's going to be a clip. Yes, yeah, I do. Bit of silent swearing, innit? Do it again, Gemma. Goodbye! (laughs) Goodbye!